The one message that we've consistently heard is that there will be no return to normal until we have a COVID vaccine. The University of Waterloo working on just that. Researchers working on a DNA-based vaccine that would be taken through the nose. Roderick Slavchev is with the University of Waterloo, and he joins us now with further details here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Roderick, good afternoon. Thanks so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, appreciate your time. I know you're a busy guy, obviously. And, you know, I'm no scientist. I'm no researcher. I'm guessing most that are listening to are in the same boat. So first off, could I ask you just in as basic a way as possible, could you explain for us how this potential vaccine that you're all working on there, how it works? Sure, absolutely. Um, The idea here is that we'd be using something which is known as a DNA vaccine. Um, And the best way to think about it in this case would be something like a synthetic infection. What that means is that we have to get this DNA, this genetic cargo, into the cells that are impacted by SARS-CoV-2. And upon doing so, um, and once within these cells, they would express viral components that would then assemble into something which very closely mimics the virus and actually made out of those viral components, but absolutely cannot replicate or propagate on its own. And the importance of that is that this can butt out and it can even bind to other receptors on cells, thereby even preventing further um, infection by existing SARS-CoV-2 virus. But more importantly, it's the way it's processed. And the way it's processed and primes the immune system is to teach the immunity uh, all the necessary um, components and to prime the right cells of T cells and B cells so that it will be ready for any subsequent infection by actual SARS-CoV-2. Okay, why a nasal vaccine and not an injection? Why not something by needle? Uh, Is it because uh, this targets tissue in the lower respiratory tract and that's the best way to get there is through the nose? Well, it's, it's one of the best ways to get there. And this is, it does vary a little bit between individuals and the type of device used has to be taken, in, uh, taken into account very, very cautiously. It's something that we are doing. But you, you absolutely nailed it. That's one really important part is that we want to get it to the lower respiratory tract, which is the first tissue that's impacted by SARS-CoV-2. Um, and secondly to that is that the, the nasal tissue is actually very primed with uh, immune cells that are, that are very, um, provide the right type of immune response that we're looking for for an antiviral response of aesthetic. And the third reason is that it's also non-invasive. That's not the driving reason, but definitely an advantage as well. Yeah, and to get to the lower respiratory tract, that is so crucial and so important because that's where the coronavirus does the real or the most damage. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. And that's the sort of first site of, of site of entry. And after that, I mean, there, it can move on to other organs and, and provide additional impact. Um, but that is a, a primary site that we're trying to generate a response with it. Yes. Important to note as well that this is not a cure, but something that will kind of decrease the severity of symptoms? Absolutely. So a vaccine by design means something that's prophylactic. It's there to try to prevent upon subsequent exposure to an actual vaccine. Really what it does is it just primes your immune response so it's ready and expects that that antigen or expects that foreign entity to be present and upon entering is ready to attack it very quickly and efficiently. Um, The concept here is that it's more of a therapeutic uh, vaccine in that not only does it have that prophylactic activity, but it's also expected to be able to lessen the degree of impact of an actual SARS-CoV-2 infection. So for individuals who may already be infected, not just driving the immune response, but also lessening the effect by being able to bind and block those receptors that are available for the virus to to attach and infect cells. 
Okay, because obviously one of the big concerns when it comes to COVID-19 is the fact that people are walking around asymptomatic, that they don't realize that they could infect others. So this is not something, this vaccine, that would necessarily stop the transmission of COVID? Oh, no, what it would. It would actually prime the uh, the individual. So this is something you would definitely want to be doing prophylactically, and that goes for any vaccine. So you would want individuals to all be vaccinated, and as a result, upon subsequent exposure, they'd be able to clear the infection very rapidly, and then you would you would let them know you'd be sort of passing on to the individuals. Okay, so what you're working on at the University of Waterloo, is it the same thing or similar to the, the flu shot that we all know? No, actually. Um, this all comes around from therapeutic platforms, and that's really my specialty at University of Waterloo and what I work with also with my colleagues um, in engineering, Dr. Marco Coyne and Dr. Emmanuel Ho, both on sort of the bioengineering side. We're sort of specialists in different aspects of where this vaccine comes to play. Um, a lot of what we do is on DNA delivery. That's really my area of specialty is in genetic medicine. Um, and we've devised a particular platform for DNA delivery, which is the safest of anything that's available and also very efficacious. So we've put that to use in this respect. Also, I work with bacteriophages or bacterial viruses, which serve as a very, very interesting and very useful um, vehicle for the delivery, targeted delivery of what this DNA vaccine would be to the primary cells that we're trying to target. Joined by Roderick Slavchev. He's with the School of Pharmacy at the University of Waterloo. His team is working on a DNA-based vaccine, COVID vaccine, that would be taken through the nose. And as I mentioned off the top, Roderick, we keep hearing that life will not truly return to normal until there is a vaccine. Uh, When it comes to this nasal spray vaccine that you and your team are working on, just where exactly are you in the process? Well, we're trying to have our preclinical tests done by April 2021. So there is still some time toward getting to the end of this, after which there would be an entry into the clinical trial. So, I mean, this is still over a year out in terms of where we would be at, although that is very necessary to ensure that we can meet all the necessary safety regulations to ensure that this is indeed as safe as we expect um, in humans once it's complete. April 2021 seems like an awful long time, I think, to regular people. But when it comes to the research world, is that an accelerated timeline? Oh, it, it is very accelerated. So all I can assure you is that right now we're working seven days a week. Everyone's got their head down and barely had enough time to, to, to get a breath in. So, I mean, this is, this is a very expedited, uh, expedited approach to research that you see. And the same also happening on the clinical side, just to be able to get something out as quickly as possible and into, the, into uh, individuals to obviously put this, put this pandemic to an end. But it is important to be able to balance that critical safety with, of course, the speed that's necessary here. So that's, that is a critical importance. And hence, uh, unfortunately, that's the additional time that comes along with it. Yeah, is this something, Roderick, that your team is working on in isolation? Or are you working in conjunction with other research teams from right around the globe? You know, as it, as it starts to unfold, you start to see where potential collaborations are and where they can be. And I expect that there will be more um, as we continue on in the future. Right now, this is a collaboration in the University of Waterloo between me and my colleagues, um, also with my industry partners of Therophage and Metaphage. Um, but uh, I expect that as we start to move into, for instance, the nasal components and the medical devices that are necessary, we're, also reach- we're already reaching out to additional industry partners to make sure that we get the right device something that is going to be truly as beneficial as possible toward the delivery of the vaccine. So there, there are yeah, a lot have of you seen, of interest. 
Sorry, yeah, ahead. have you seen the research community really come together during this time that there's more sharing of uh, information and research that, than ever before? Absolutely. It is, it is amazing to see. Um, to see investigators stepping up, stepping away from what is their normal area of necessarily uh, of, uh, of research interest and moving into a, an area where the need is there. So they're really trying to just rise to the occasion and deal with the urgency at hand. Yeah, it is, it is spectacular. It's really something to behold. Yeah, before I let you go, I wanted to ask you about the Prime Minister and his announcement of the $1 billion in research funds that was made, that for vaccines, trials, and immunity research. I mean, it goes without saying a billion dollars is a pretty big number. But when it comes to the research community, and I know you're grateful for any money, but is that enough, a billion dollars, to, to get us where we need to go when it comes to COVID-19? Um, I, honestly, uh, I can't say. I mean, I've never been in this uh, in this situation before, so it's hard to know what is exactly enough money. Um, I think it's a great start forward, and it, it shows that that the government and everyone's really doing their best and, and putting you know money where their mouth is to really to try to to deal with this uh, pandemic and really make a difference and finally put it to an end. So I will say that it's definitely a good start. <laughs> All right, Roderick Slavchev with the School of Pharmacy at the University of Waterloo. Thank you for the important work you're doing on behalf of us all, and thanks for the time this afternoon. Appreciate you joining us. Thanks so much. It's been a pleasure. All right, be well, be safe.